the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. This is Doyle Jackson. I am in today for Bob. You know, it's so good to be with you. So I don't know if you want to do this, but I'm going to give you an opportunity to call in. You know, those of you who listen all the time, you know that it's one eight seven seven bob live That's one eight seven seven two six two. 5483. And this is what I want to ask you about, okay? So, February 3rd, 2022, a train, that's right, derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. That's a, that's a year ago, all right? We're uh, you know, we're we've been so long now and we get news today that President Biden is going to come visit East Palestine. Now think about that. This year it'll be February Third, 2024. That's two years. All right. Right. February 3rd of 2022 is when it happened. Now we're at February 24th and now the president is going to come. Is it too late? What's your opinion? Why is he coming? One of the things that I learned when I moved to Ohio over 30 years ago. All right. I, I moved to Ohio to become a pastor in Ohio. I was invited here by a church in Cincinnati and then a church in Columbus. And I've been here now for over 30 years. One of the things that was so different for me when I moved to Ohio was how many presidential candidates come here. Like if you want to be president, you have to come to Ohio. If you've lived in other parts of the country, you don't get nearly as many presidential visits as we do here. And it seems to me that the president is coming to Ohio uh, to survey, I guess, the cleanup. We, we don't know yet what he's going to do, but he's coming. How do you feel about that? How does it make you feel? What do you, what do you think about that? Why now? If you want to chime in, please, please do. Call one eight seven seven bob live right now. See, I, I believe that President Biden, um, he really does care. It I just don't know why it's taken so long, you know. I I don't understand if, you know, maybe you feel he doesn't need to come. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your opinion on that, okay, because it's in the news today. They've announced. They haven't said exactly when they're coming. Um, Haven't given a date for that. Uh, There's there's a lot of chatter on Twitter and whatnot, and so you and I, we we have to decide, you know, how will we respond uh, to the White House, you know. It's a... I guess it's a good thing. I don't know. Maybe it's a bad thing. We'll see. How, does it does it bring up stuff for the people that live in East Palestine? How do we how do we continue to to deal with this? So, uh, have you heard that news today? If you hadn't, uh, I'm glad to break it to you right now. All right. So, <clears throat> the president is coming to Ohio. Well, listen, what I can tell you is I fully expect President Biden 
will be in Ohio dozens of times over the next year. And what I also expect by his coming is that we will, I don't know, have delayed traffic and and different issues depending on where he comes into at what time. All right. Looks to me like we've got some callers on the phone. Yes. What do I need to do here, Jeff? Do I just press this button? Okay. All right. So let's welcome Bob. He's calling from uh, Columbus uh, about the about the Biden visit. Uh, yes. Am I on? Yes, Bob. You're on. Bob Bernie Live. Welcome. All right. Thank you. Well, first of all, I want to say I don't think it's too late for the president to come here. I think the upcoming election has something to do with it. Uh, one other thing I would like to say about that, that situation out there, do you recall back in the 80s when there was uh, these, these rock groups would get together and raise money for different, like, farmers and things like that? Yeah, like Farm Aid? Yeah. Yeah, I remember I would that. Like to see, I would like to see something like that. It might be a little late for this, but I'd like to see something like that happen uh, for East Palestine. Yeah, uh, to raise money and help the people with the, with their housing or health or whatever uh, down there, and I think that would bring a lot of national attention. Yeah, I think that issue before. I think the issue is you know you have to have someone who's just willing to lead the effort and and knows how to make that happen. But clearly, the people of East Palestine they they need encouragement, they need the help, um, and I, I think it's important that we remember. Thank you, Bob, for calling. I appreciate that. That's a good idea. Well, I'll tell you what we need to do. What you and I need to do is begin to just to pay attention to what's going on. And uh, you certainly can pray for the people of East Palestine, but odds are great you know somebody, all right? You, you have a relationship with people, and, and that's the best thing. Work those relationships. And yes, as Bob said, if there's an opportunity for us to do something uh, practical, but we have to have someone who can take the lead on that. And I honestly say, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know where to begin. But uh, I think that uh, at least Ohio's going to be in the news this week. It's going to create a lot of conversations. And you and I, we live in Ohio, so we are going to be a part of the conversation. All right. One other thing I saw in the news that that's interesting to me, you may have heard this story. It's an encouraging story. It's, it's about a pastor and and this pastor was out preaching on the streets, okay? And uh, while he was preaching on the streets, he didn't realize it, but someone accosted him, all right? They, they took him to the hospital. When they got to the hospital, they found out that he had been shot. Actually, when these people were harassing him, this is a pastor in Arizona, all right? But, but the, what I want you to know about this is it's been a miracle. CBN News has reported it, all right? This man, he came home, he went to the hospital, and and he is now recovered, and he is back preaching, all right? He is he is uh, Pastor uh, Zulia Schmidt, you know, he wrote on his Instagram post that he's doing well, he can walk, he can talk, he plays the drums, he's doing very well now, but he is back out on the sp- streets, he's going to preach the gospel, and he hasn't deterred. See... You and I, we've got to look for the good news in the midst of everything that's going on in the world around us today, and I take that as good news, that, that nothing can stop us when we're, we're serving God, and uh, yes, 
Uh, he clearly was not trying to impress people, was he? So it's good news today to hear about that pastor. Another thing that I heard in the news that's encouraging to me is the power of fasting, all right? The power of fasting. So in the news, there's a there's a new report from the U.K. So the prime minister of the U.K., his name is Rashi Sunik. I don't know how well you know him. It doesn't appear to have anything to do with religion, but every every week— he does a 36-hour fast, okay? So that means that he doesn't eat any food. He drinks liquids, mainly clear liquids, okay? Water mainly. Maybe he'll have a cup of tea, but he takes that off. And this this fast that he does, a lot of people in America are doing it too. People around the globe are doing intermittent fasting. And what they're finding is that it's reversing some of the effects of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. You know, it's amazing to me that fasting does so much good for your body, but we we rarely talk about it and we rarely understand it. But more than that, what God says in his word is fasting is a tool to humble yourself before God. And when we humble ourselves before God, what it does is he can show up. And this is what we know about fasting. What they're finding in in these studies is when you're not eating so much and your body doesn't have to process all these carbohydrates, all these sugars, it lowers your inflammation and it helps the brain of those people that are struggling with Alzheimer's and people that are, that are struggling with Parkinson's. Whenever we fast, it actually helps our body to process all that fat and to get it out of our system. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you this. I've fasted uh, one day a week as part of my Christian spirituality for many years, and it's transformed my life, and I don't think it's bad for my health, all right, because it makes me feel better. It's good for me, and guess what? It teaches me to be self-controlled in a world that is not very self-controlled, okay? So if you've never considered fasting before, look it up, check it out, talk to your doctor if you have certain health conditions. They may help you out with that, but this is what I can tell you is at the church next door, that's where I pastor, all right? The first Monday of every month in 2024, we're fasting and praying as a sign of repentance. We're inviting people to join us in this, to pray for our nation, because I believe if God's people, if the church will repent and seek his face, God will bring healing to our land, and that's what we need right now. It's so exciting to see what God is doing in the earth today, and you and I get to be a part of it. Glad you're listening to Bob Birdie Live. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson. I'm in for Bob today. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about the border and what's happening there. We've got some good news. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson. Yes, I'm a pastor from here in Columbus, Ohio. I'm the pastor at the church with the name, the strange name, the church next door. And I'm filling in for Bob today. He's been a little bit under the weather. And so I'm sitting in his seat today. You can pray for Bob. You can also pray for me that I won't uh, wreck the plane, so to speak. I won't wreck the show. So today I was looking in the news, and I'm really trying to figure this out because 
you know, the border has been on everybody's mind. It's one of the top issues that seems to be rising, you know, uh, how do we approach the border and, and what do we do? We need to have border security. And, you know, if you've ever traveled very much, I mean, you know, I mean, in today's world, you can't even get on a plane to go from here to Oklahoma without a picture ID. I mean, there's there's no there's no way to travel within the United States, you know, without an ID. And yet right now we literally are having tens of thousands of people every day crossing our border and the the discussion is there everyone from the light right to the left is talking about we all have to handle it a different way but what's interesting to me is right now there's two things going on that Christians are doing or at least it appears to be Christians I know one is a Christian uh group you know they're they're trying to get some attention on the border there's this group and and I've seen it on I guess it's MSNBC uh, they're talking about a group called God's Army, a convoy traveling to Texas, and and they're they're portraying it as though this group uh, is is trying to to stop the migrants from coming through. I, I don't know that that's accurate because I've heard other testimonies that this group is organized just to pray, and and they're they're not even going to the border; they're staying thirty miles away, and so this this begins to to cause a question. Well. Why is everybody upset that that Christians are wanting to go and and pray and whatnot? Now, if they if they have some other agenda, you know, uh, that group, it, it's not apparent to me, and I don't think it's appropriate necessarily to read between the lines. and And the reason I say this is because there's another group of Christians, and I I'm, think I'm willing to vouch for them. It's Franklin Graham. So Franklin Graham and uh, the the Graham Ministry is is going to do uh, a tour along the border, and and there seems to be people that are upset about this. I mean, okay, let me let me be honest here. Okay, I am biased. All right, I graduated from Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary in in Boston, Massachusetts, and um, Billy Graham. Franklin Graham's father signed my diploma. Okay, so I have, I've, ha- I've, I've shaken the hand of Billy Graham. Okay, when I got my diploma, and I've seen him, you know, different times on the campus when I was a student, um, and I have great respect for Billy Graham, and I have great respect for Franklin Graham, but but they're doing a, a ten city tour in in Texas. It begins on February the 24th. It goes to Brownsville, Texas, then it heads to McAllen. I actually lived in McAllen one summer and helped a mission organization. We were helping a group of pastors in Mexico uh, to do strategy and planning. And all we did was we took uh, teenagers, college students, and high school seniors on their first mission trip into Mexico. And so I learned a little bit about the border back then. I remember having to go across the border I, and, and, and traveling back and forth with groups of teenagers. And, and we had to have all the proper paperwork. And uh, so I understand that. And, and Franklin Graham is taking a group, and, and what they're going to do is they're going to provide worship, they're going to provide singing, and then Franklin is going to speak for maybe 10 minutes down along the border. But there's this this other group, and... And they're using, they call themselves Faithful America, all right? 
So does that mean everyone who doesn't agree with them is unfaithful? I don't I don't know what that means, you know. But but they've they've already had multiple petitions about against the Graham ministry over the years. And the reason I'm pointing this out to you is you and I have to be willing to know who are we going to support, who are we going to believe in. Now, the the army of God makes me a little nervous just by their name. I don't know them. I can't say that. But but we have to realize there's a there's a group within America right now who want to stamp out your and my believing that America should have Christianity as a part of our culture. They don't want us to talk about God. They don't want us to pray in school. They don't want us to be vocal about our spiritual life, and they definitely don't want us to talk about the spiritual history in America, because if we do, they'll claim that we're somehow trying to impose a theocracy on our nation. And I, I don't, I don't want us to be a theocratic government. I, I believe that the republic that we have, if we can keep it, as Benjamin Franklin said, uh, will really depend on you and I being moral and being Christian. And so this becomes a, an important part of of who we are. And, and how we approach uh, our lives. And so I think that we need to have uh, evangelistic services like Franklin Graham is doing in Southern Texas, but they want to imply somehow that it is anti-immigration. And I think everyone in America is is for immigration. If it's, if it's legal immigration, if people follow a process, but allowing literally millions of people into the United States and we don't know who they are, Recently, I saw a report where where people are paying ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to come from all parts of the world. They they pay these cartels. They they fly into to different parts of Mexico and South America, and then they they fly in to a, a city in uh, the northern part of Mexico, and then they just come across. It's like it's like a tour or something that they've paid for and. We need to understand what's going on, and at the moment, we don't have a clear understanding. We don't have a clear control of the border, and so you and I, yes, I believe if Christians will highlight that we want to lovingly welcome people from other parts of the world, I mean, that that's appropriate, but, but we've got we've to really know what's going on, and don't be deceived into just buying in that these people are there for a problem. I don't believe Franklin Graham is. I really doubt that this group that's traveling down to Texas wants to cause problems. They just want to highlight, we need a secure border. And you probably agree with that. I'm Doyle Jackson. I'm in for Bob Bernie Live today. We're glad you're listening. We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.